Radio dude, what's going on? Hey, mind your head. Hello, my name is Jake Kerr. And this is a Black Ink podcast number 23. I'm back here. How you going? <laughs> Can I start the podcast? Yes? Yes? Come on, sit on my lap. Radio, let's begin. Now, I've actually got a lot to talk about today. Now, welcome to the week. It's Monday morning. You've been given this beautiful opportunity to achieve another fucking five days worth of work. And I don't know if you're hitting it with heaps of positivity or if you're hitting it kind of neutral or if you're hitting it with a bit of negativity. Wherever you're at, I need you to realize that right now you're in a really fucking cool position that you only get one every, once every seven days. And the bizarre part is you think like, oh yeah, there's fucking plenty of Mondays. But the thing is, take your age, divide it by 52 and then, sorry, Fuck, how does it work? I was trying to figure out how many chances at a Monday you get your whole life. Look, I don't know. I've fucking done heaps of work this morning, so I'm not going to do the mathematics of it. But the simple fact is you actually don't get heaps of Mondays. You don't get like so many that it's not worth taking advantage of the Monday that you've got right now, right? And the thing that made me realize this is as I was going through my early 20s, I had this really weird idea that I didn't need to take every opportunity that was given to me because I actually realized that I was in a position where I was getting so many opportunities all the time. And the wild part about that is for me now is realizing when I take up an opportunity and then I let it grow into something and then I look retrospectively into the opportunity that I took and what it grew into, I can then imagine what would happen if I didn't take that opportunity, right? Now, I was in a position this morning that without getting into how I got there or whether it was worth me being there, once I was there, I had opportunities thrown at me left, right and center. And it was in such a bizarre kind of way that I was struggling to believe it was happening as it was happening. Now, <clears throat> the thing about opportunities, opportunities and the generation that I live in is that we think the opportunities are like some sort of uh, golden road that you like stumble across. <clears throat> it's not at all. An opportunity in that in that sense is actually like you're on your path and then there's a bit of a fucking dirt road off to the side that realistically doesn't look like it's anything, but you kind of look at it like, I wonder if there's someone selling magic beans at the end of that road, right? And sometimes there'll even be a little leprechaun that pops out of that road and says, hey, come with me, I'll sell you some magic beans. And we're like, nah, I don't know, I'm not, I don't really need magic beans right now. I don't have my, my fucking my runners on, so I don't want to go down that road because I get my feet dirty. I don't know who that leprechaun is. Instead of going like, holy fucking shit, this guy sells magic beans. Fuck my shoes. Fuck whatever I've got going on today or for the rest of the week. I need to go do this. You know what I mean? I think the thing about opportunities for our generation or, or how our generation perceives these opportunities is we've got to always look optimistically at everything, whereas society and our culture kind of makes us look at everything with judgmental eyes or negative eyes rather than that optimistic, positive kind of point of uh, perspective, right? And this is fair because we live in the age of the internet. We live in, a, in the age of like literally like what is it? Fake news is a real thing. Like out of all the news that you see, a very small percentage of it is true, genuine and authentic. Uh, what the fuck? So of course we're going to be fucking pessimistic and really judgmental and we're going to be really cautious and we're going to, you know, like have this kind of sense of like we have to protect ourselves. And when these opportunities come, come at us, we have to be almost like a who the fuck are you sort of thing? Like, why is this leprechaun selling me magic beans? But 
I want to tie this into some other shit that I talk about all the time, which is living intuitively. And I think the thing about living intuitively, it's such a like mystic sort of uh, topic that it's really hard to appropriate what it means. And it's really hard to like have a set of rules as to living intuitively. And that's the thing about living intuitively is that it's almost like a skill. And the thing about a skill is you have to exercise yourself in that area for that skill to get better and better and better, right? So talent you already have and skill is something that you develop. Living intuitively may start as a talent, but ultimately it's a skill that we have to get better and better and better at. And the thing about living intuitively is to get better at that skill, we kind of need to have these situational things. I feel like you need to be in a situation where you don't have a routine that structures your day so much that you see the same thing every day, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday morning, and then Saturday afternoon, you're that fucked, you don't want to do anything. And then Sunday, you're just doing whatever the missus wants to do. You know what I mean? I feel like you can't live intuitively in that situation. You can to an extent, but you're not creating opportunities for yourself where you can have things happen that you can respond to. Because the only things that are going to happen are within a vocabulary or within a, a, uh, I want to say vernacular of things that are almost expected within your day. And then because of that, you kind of close that envelope of what's possible for you. And then within that, you can't live intuitively because you don't really have that many options to be like deciding between this and that. Right. So stick with me. I'm still I'm still getting to a bigger point here. The thing that comes with living intuitively is once you start getting good at it, you start to realize the opportunity looks a lot like in the words of Ashton Kutcher, hard work. Opportunity looks a lot like the more you work, the more things are going to pop up or the more potential you see within situations for like your benefit or for like ideas to come together or for community to be established and enabled. And within that, you start to realize like, oh, okay, now there's so many options and situations that I can live intuitively in a way that I can start to move some pieces around in my life and make something of it. But going back a step, to live intuitively is to have enough going on that you can move pieces around, right? So I'm going to, obviously, like this is obvious, this, all these thoughts relate directly back to a situation that I got myself in. So let me be transparent with what that situation is. Right now, it's uh, Sunday afternoon, mid-afternoon, and I've been working on one of the local coffee vans here in town. So basically, I was uh, I was approached a few months ago by the new owner of this coffee van. They said, hey, obviously because of my experience with the coffee van, if you don't know, I used to own a mobile coffee, uh, a coffee serving business about five years ago. I owned it for four years, and um, Basically, it just goes business to business to business. I drive around, I rock up, I open up, and I make coffee for people. And then once I'm done, I would close up, drive to the next business, and so on. I do this for about 25 businesses every day. Now, making coffee isn't necessarily hard, and driving isn't necessarily hard, but the ability to put these two things together and appreciate how to kind of like um, serve mobile hospitality efficiently and still maintaining, like, um, you know, obviously maintaining face, being polite, and serving a quality product that people want day in, day out. It's it's it, it's it's a skill of its own. So I appreciate from the owner's point of view, she wanted someone who knew what they were doing, needed minimal teaching. Look, just here's where everything is. Here's how it kind of works. Go do the job. And the cool thing is the coffee van sits in one spot. You don't even have to do the driving. So I was like, fuck yeah, definitely. If you need my help, call me up, okay? Now, the hourly rate is like... I used to be a truck driver before all of this started, right? And your hourly rate as a truck driver is fucking bananas. 
It's silly. And it's not even it's not necessarily that it's that good, but the penalties on top mean that if you you average out how much you're earning over how many hours you're working, you're on a wicked hourly rate. So obviously when I first heard how much the hourly rate was for this job, I was like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. And at the end of the day, I mean, probably a good 30, 35% of your time, you're just standing around having a conversation. Where I was parked this morning was right next to the inlet. So you've got the dolphins going by, the weather's beautiful, people are hanging out, they'll stop and have a coffee and have a chat with you. So it's, it's amazing. So you go, okay, cool. It is what it is. And it's a job, right? And it's a job that doesn't require me to say, right, I'm going to be available for three days every week ongoing, you know, where you're going to let someone down in four weeks time when you don't want to work for them anymore or whatever it is. This is just like, literally on occasion as needed. Hey, can you do this job? Yep. Do, do, do. So I thought, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to take, um, yes, I want to do this, you know? So she gave me a, da- a date and said, hey, can you do Sunday? Can you do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? You know, nothing ongoing, just a bit of a situation at the moment. I was like, yes, I will do that because I'm not better than $20 an hour. I am no better than $20 an hour. I record podcasts for the internet for fucking free. You understand? I am no better than $20 an hour. So I took the job. Now, I want to say something. I want to, I want to kind of pretext this with an awesome uh, analogy or like a, more of a fable than an analogy. And it's actually from, I first heard it from the pursuit of happiness, but I'm sure it's on other things. Uh, there's a man in the ocean and his boat has sunk and he's just kind of bobbing there and he's on his way to drowning, you know? And a boat comes past and the man says, hey, can I, can I, can I help you? You seem like you're about to, you're in, pretty serious trouble. There's no land around. What are we going to do? He goes, no, it's okay. I've got God on my side. God will save me. It's all good. So the boat goes, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, man, God on my side, bro. Religious, fuck off. It's all good. Covered. Bloke in the boat's like, all right, takes off. Another boat pulls up six hours later. This bloke's almost dead. And a bloke yells out over the side. He goes, hey, bud, you okay? You want, you want, you want to come on the boat? Looks like you're in pretty serious trouble. He goes, nah, Nah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I got God on my side. He's going to save me. And the bloke in the boat's like, fucking whatever, dude. Mm, takes off. And the bloke dies. He drowns. Gets eaten by sharks. It's a gruesome death. Right? He goes up to heaven and he's sitting there. God approaches him and he goes, hey, God, what the fuck? You like, I literally, what the fuck? You know, like you were meant to save me. I did everything right my whole life. I prayed twice a day. I did everything right. I didn't sin what's the go? Why didn't you save me? And he goes, well, I sent you two boats. That could not be more relevant to what I'm talking about right now. The thing about opportunity is sometimes we don't realize what it is because we think we think what we're seeing is something else when actually it's opportunity. The reality of opportunity is it exists in every single thing you do. It is just your adaptation of whether you can see it and whether you can see the potential within that opportunity, Right? So for me, I saw the opportunity as like, right, you're maybe worth more than $20 an hour when it comes to working, but right now you have the opportunity to say yes to a job that's offered to you versus having to go and find a job that perhaps is worth more per hour or you might get more out of whatever it might be. Very fucking cool. But at the end of the day, this is right here. This boat is in front of me. I'm drowning and there's someone saying, do you want to come on my boat, right? So I don't necessarily need the $120 that I made today, but I'm not better than making $120 on Sunday. Bitch, I'm not doing anything. I may as well go and do it. My Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shifts that I accepted as well, 
of course I'm going to go do it. Like maybe I don't have those three mornings off, you know, from black ink and have all the spare time in the world, but I do know that I can still work those shifts and still get by with what I'm doing. Fuck. I need to get a more comfortable chair. I'm always uncomfortable in this chair, but I feel like that helps me talk about shit better because it's kind of like if you go to work hungry, I feel like you always work better when you're hungry or need a piss, but there's fucking another podcast for that. The, um, the thing that I find with uh, situations like this is if, you know, there's a thing, you say no once and they go, okay, cool. The next time comes up, they say, hey, can you work? You say no again. They're not going to message you a third time, you know? That's the thing. They're not going to message you a third time. Opportunity usually only strikes once in its own field. So this here is a situation where it might strike two times. It might even strike three times. But understand, if you say no three times, that's fucking it. That is it, you know? So for me, I thought, you know, I'm going to go do this. I go to the job. And what happens? Literally the second customer who comes along, we get talking. We've got a bit of time up our sleeve. And I say, oh, yeah, so I... I've got an apparel business, I I print clothes, I do this and this, that and the other. And he goes, cool, can you print hoodies and t-shirts and that for my racing team? Hey, fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. What do you want? What do you want? We get talking, we exchange numbers, I get all the information in the world. After this podcast, you know what I do? I do up a document, I send him a quote, because daddy's working. Because daddy sees what opportunity is. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at. That's what I'm talking about with opportunity. All of a sudden... Towards the end of the day, my second last customer. How's that? The second customer and the second last customer. That's no word of a lie. This bloke gets out of the car and the coffee van that I'm working in is quite it's quite short. I'm actually I've got the bigger coffee van during the week, but this coffee van is quite short. So I I literally have to like spread my legs right out and fucking duck and weave. Like, no, like I'm not even elaborating. Like that's how I, I work in this thing, because it's all so kind of crammed and I'm obviously the fucking biggest human that I've ever known. Well, you know, within reason. But it was quite uncomfortable and he goes, we got, we got talking a little bit and he goes, you know, a bloke like you should go out and buy their own, their own coffee van that's the right size and go out there and make all the money that this coffee van's making today. So funny you should say that actually. I used to own a coffee van and that's why I'm here today doing this because I understand how the fucking ins and outs work of, a, of mobile coffee. He goes, really? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, but... Super interesting that you said that. I feel like more more young people need to hear exactly that. Go out and do your own thing. While you've got no dependency, fucking go do it. Go have fun. Go go. Even if you go broke doing it, you're still better off than doing nothing at all because you did something, you know? I said, I love hearing that. And I try and uh, educate, not educate, but I try and inspire people to do the same thing. And I'm making the coffee, do-do-do-do-do. I, I didn't even say it like that. It was just, you know, kind of one of those one-off sentences that you're like, oh, that's that's great to hear. I love hearing that as well. And then I, I made a bit more of the coffee and I turned around and said, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to guess a bloke who says that has a business or company of his own. And he goes, yes, yeah, that's correct. He goes, I, uh, I, have, a, I have a business in importing and exporting uh, meats and that. And I also work with uh, doing, um, what do you say, getting things in Coles and Woolworths and stuff like that. So that's amazing. He goes, yeah, but I'm, I'm getting to that age where I'm, I'm going to start to think about smell on the roses soon. So obviously, you know, maybe he's got fucking six months or a year up his sleeve and then he's going to go into retirement. Now, opportunity, opportunity, understand? That's an opportunity that just landed in my lap like that. So as he's about to leave, I said, sorry, I'm, again, I'm going out on a limb here. 
But how does a young bloke like me uh, get time to sit down and share a coffee with someone like you so I can pick your brain? I'm actually in business for myself and I gave him a quick blurb of what I do, da, 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 all in 20 seconds because he's a busy, busy man on a Sunday morning. He doesn't want to hear what I'm doing. I just want to know if I can get some, of the, get, you know, get some of that knowledge that he's racked up over the years doing what he's doing, getting himself to a point where he's about to retire, you know, and obviously... Obviously, like I, I don't, I can't judge too much of this man off his, you know, off his car and his stance and all the rest. But at the same time, he had nothing to prove when he was telling me these things. So I'm feeling he's coming from a point of, of you know, he's being genuine with me. So he kind of like took a second, took him what I said, and he's like, yeah, absolutely, that'd be awesome. Uh, and I fucking had the pen and paper in front of me. I said, what's your name? And he goes, da da da. So what's your number? Wrote it down. I said, I appreciate your time. Thanks for that. I'll get in contact soon and, and we'll organize a time. And he's like, yep, always keen to always keen to help out, you know, whatever he said was like keen to help out the, the younger generation sort of thing and hear what you got going on and, and add in my bit. I thought, that's fucking great. Now, what, what was that? What was that? That bloke could have just walked away. That could have just been a conversation that was in passing. One of those surface level conversations where you're just shooting the shit, nothing's really happening and he doesn't remember what you look like and you don't remember what he looks like. He's just a customer and I'm just someone who made his coffee. Or it could be an opportunity. That could be the man that helps me facilitate the growth in Black Ink that I'm trying to trying to fucking get happening at the moment. He's a person who might, he might be the missing link of my puzzle. He might be one of the pieces of the puzzle that I didn't know I needed for my puzzle yet. You know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things where like, I don't even know what that is yet, but I do know that it's more than nothing. And I do know right now that even if I get one 15 minute coffee in with this man and he gives me one piece of information that helps me, then I am one step ahead of where I was before that information. Now think about that. I took the opportunity of working for $20 an hour in an industry that I was happy to leave. And then past that, I took the opportunity to have the conversation with someone who ended up saying that they wanted me to help them with their apparel needs, the thing that I'm in. And then past that, I took the opportunity to have the conversation with this man who may have even been in a rush, but I put myself in the right position at the right time to have that conversation to potentially get another mentor for my list of really smart people that are my mentors in my, in my life and in my business, right? Now, I'm not doing this to brag or anything. I'm doing this because I came from a point of thinking that I was better than opportunities, that I would let them float past me and I would almost smile when they came and say, oh, I don't need that because I have so many opportunities come my way in my life that I don't need it. Now, that's the widest, most privileged thing I've ever said. Fucking super cut that out and ruin my career later on. But the point that I'm making is, I think sometimes whether we are, you know, whether it's unbeknownst to ourselves in the moment, opportunities are somewhat rare and they're so important that it seems preposterous to not fucking take them up as they occur, as they exist. It's like, even if you're so busy with all the opportunities that you've taken up, when another one comes along, bitch, you might go through a drought of not having opportunities come up in like six weeks time. Just take it, write it down, do something with it, put it in your notebook, write it on your whiteboard, tell your missus about it, just something so you've got a log of it so you can come back to it. You know what I mean? And in all honesty, like, obviously there are people who listen to my podcast that are not in the same situation as me as far as maybe living in a society that allows so much opportunity to take place. Or perhaps you're, you know, I don't want to get too fucking, too uh, politically correct about it, but, you know, I think it's pretty common knowledge that being a fucking white, tall male, pretty much everything is laid out for you. I know that being this person. By the way, didn't ask to look like this. This is just how it fucking happened for me. I got lucky, I guess. So I understand the opportunities do come my way in 
in uh what would you call it in not excess but they they do come my way but the thing is on top of that there are so many opportunities that I would be able to take more advantage of if I was some if I fell into perhaps a minority group of of sorts or if that dog what are you doing just fucking dude how's about go down there you'll be okay yeah you're fine you're fine just let your old boy record a podcast you give me the eyes I'm sorry heartbreaking but and sorry the point I was making was there are definitely opportunities that I've seen happen for me that I'm like, oh, I could take that, but I'm not going to touch it. But I think someone of, say, color or a female or whatever it might be would be able to take that by the horns and absolutely run with it. The point that I'm making is opportunity does exist for everyone, right? It does exist for everyone. It's like one of those things where I feel like the skill of realizing opportunity is something that can be honed in so much because there is always... There is always a situation where you can turn something out of nothing and that nothing is the opportunity that I'm talking about. I might have gone too fucking too far off the deep end there. I hope I hope you're following what I'm saying. I just feel like, you know, I, I'm at a point now where I am constantly trying to obviously like I'm I'm so honed into my business and so excited about what's going on with my business that not only am I trying to build on the things that I've already built. But I'm trying to keep my mind open for the things that I hadn't even considered before so that when they come along, it's like when the opportunity comes along to build my business into something that I didn't imagine before because I didn't have the capacity for that thing to be within my business, I also want to be ready to see that opportunity as something that is valid enough for me to take into my to take into my like um, consideration so that even if I don't think it's possible, but it is possible, then I can take that opportunity, you know? So it's like remaining porous to your environment. So any opportunity, no matter what it looks, tastes or feels like or whatever it is, you're in a place where you can at least take it into consideration, you know? And by the way, talking about imagination, how wild is it that the greatest thing that man has ever built, whatever it might be, whatever you think it is, would not have existed or happened if someone didn't imagine it beforehand. If someone didn't imagine it beforehand, then it never could have been built. Because if someone didn't imagine it, then no plans could have been made. Nothing like the first, like it's like before the first step is always someone's imagination. For anything to happen in black ink, I first have to see that potential before I can start turning it into something. So within that, I kind of find some, what would you call it? I find some like, I find purpose in making sure that the skill of using my imagination is always growing. So I'm always letting myself be in a position where I'm not scared of the things where my mind might take me. Like, what if what if Black Ink turns into like some sort of motocross company where the only thing that you make is motocross jerseys and all the... Okay, play the game out. See what that looks like in your mind. Imagine if you did do motocross jerseys. Would you do full kits? Would you get matching boots? Do you reckon you can get some sort of co... Um, co-sign thing with a helmet so you can release your own helmet as well do you reckon you can do motorbike grips do you reckon you can get like how far can we go down that path it's not what I imagine black ink to be it could be what black ink turns into though you know what I mean and like that's just an example of an avenue that black ink could go down the point is having that imagination sharp and allowing yourself to go to these areas that maybe scare you or are new to you to allow that to allow the fucking ball to roll in the direction that it's rolling i feel like imagination is something that we kind of leave for children you know it's like oh you know kids got active imaginations and all the rest 
Man, I feel like I live in my imagination. I feel like the physical world is an element of my imagination. Sometimes, sometimes to a point where I, I, I don't know. I think I see people not using their ima- imagination, living very what they call as logically, and I feel like they're almost missing out on a bit. It's like, man, imagination is the shit. Hey, puppy, can you please stop walking around? Please, come on, cut me some slack. Now look, one thing I wanted to talk about as well, because I actually saw this, I saw someone doing this and then I thought to myself like, ah, I kind of, um, I kind of relate to it in an interesting way. And maybe this is just a case of like seeing something in someone else that I dislike only because I'm seeing the thing in them that I dislike about myself. Just in case you didn't catch that, when you dislike someone, you are most likely seeing the thing within that person that you dislike about yourself. Right? Just wait. Right, walk around all you want. The, the, uh, so I saw this kid walking and he had his phone and he was like, you know that fucking pose where people are walking and their neck is like totally fucking pushed as far down as they can so they can look at their phone screen super efficiently? You know that? Like no one ever fucking brings their phone up to their eyesight like this so they can bring their fucking everything is how it's meant to be. Instead we like turn into a fucking turtle shell and then put our head right down like this and just make our fucking neck and back sore for the rest of our lives. The point is I saw a kid walking along like that and then... I realized that he was walking this way on the path and there was a girl walking towards him. Makes sense, right? Get your phone out so you don't have to have that awkward moment of having to walk past another human and not knowing what to do with your hands and fucking forgetting how you walk and how you breathe and all the rest. And if they say something, heaven forbid, having to respond to them. And I feel like there is somewhere in that, that that person, that that kid, that dude, and even if this isn't the case, there are definitely people who exist like this. It's this like identification, uh, like characterization of themselves as somebody who looks at their phone, who's so busy, they've got so much shit going on that I got to keep up with their, with, with whatever's going on on their mobile. They're too busy for that moment in real life because they got so much shit going on on their phone. Hey bro, you're 18. Do you know what the fucking, what the truth is? You have nothing going on. Nothing. Even the social bullshit that you think is going on with like Instagram, what's going on the weekend, like nothing. And that's okay. You should actually embrace that you've got nothing going on. All this anxiety and pressure that you're putting yourself to make sure that you don't fuck up as you walk past that girl or you know, to, to make sure that you're up to date what's going on. Hey, none of it exists. None of it, right? All we do, all that feeling is, is an agreed collected idea that we are all allowing to continue because we all keep agreeing with it, right? We all think that Instagram is really important. We all think that making sure that staying relevant on the weekends is important. We all think that posting all the time so that people keep up with our boring life is important. It's not. We just all agree on the idea so we all keep doing it, right? Furthermore, to identify as someone who is always in your phone or you've got so much shit going on that you've got to fucking almost look angry as you're looking at your stuff and like, oh, I better reply to this fucking comment, you know? Bro, Trust me, you're going to get so much more in sharpening the skill of not being that person than you ever will at being that person. Because the reality is it doesn't go anywhere. The person whose comment you're replying to literally doesn't care about what you're going to say. 
In fact, they care so much about what they said and nothing else that the only thing they get from you replying to, to their comment is that somebody replied to their comment, not that you did. Do you understand? And this isn't a negative thing. This is just understanding like the fucking psychology of being a human in 2021. And this is the thing. Like I've said on other podcasts, we live in such a fucking alien time. We live in such an unnatural way compared to the rest of fucking humanity that it's all right to be caught up in these things that you think are the thing that you think it's right because everyone's doing it. The reality is holding a fucking phone that has the ability to show you like people's assholes at a moment's notice is brand fucking new to human existence. We've never had this ability to see anything we want at a moment's notice. We've never had the ability to call our friends that live on the other side of the world and see them on fucking video chat, you know, within 30 seconds of calling. That's never existed before. So we're going to fall down these weird little rabbit holes of like filling our time with fucking bullshit. And we're going to think that it's the right thing to do because of what everyone's doing it. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, everyone's paying for their coffee by using the, the thing in their phone now, the Apple Pay. So they just tap their phone and it pays for it. It's the fucking, it's the done thing. You know, oh yeah, it's just, it's normal to be able to fucking see some chick that you went to high school with, have a look at her OnlyFans page and see her bum hole wink. That's just normal, you know what I mean? Fuck, I might even get an OnlyFans page because, you know, everyone's doing it. So I guess it's normal to fucking, oh yeah, I guess, I mean, the neighbor, he, uh, they now identify as a girl instead of a boy. So I guess I might have that sort of thing as well. So then you go down that path and look, I don't want any fucking hate. You know, I do, fuck you. If you've got something to say about gender pronouns, you can suck my whole dick and balls. Hey, bring it on. Come on. You know why? Cause I don't care. It's simple as that, right? This is all new and we're filling our time with bullshit because the world got too efficient. You don't have to go out and hunt your shit anymore. You don't have to know how to grow vegetables. You don't have to know anything about the pH of soil anymore. So instead, you know about the chick that you went to high school with who's now on OnlyFans. That's it. That's the reality. All good. What I'm saying is that this is unnatural, right? Backtrack a few steps. That dude that looks at his phone is now so deep in this unnatural way of living that he has naturalized the weirdness. He has made it a part of his vernacular as someone who looks at their phone when they're super busy or whatever. Did it scratch that out. He looks at his phone when he's anxious. He looks at his phone when he's paranoid. He looks at his phone when he's scared. He walks into an office, uh, 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 the doctor's office, and it's all full of people. So what do you do? Oh, you whip out your phone. Oh, yeah, no, I was just checking the time. All good. You walk up to the counter. Oh, I've got to wait a second. I'll get my phone back out. And you just open Instagram. They're like, hey, how you going? You walk up, put your phone away. You check in, you do the thing. And then she's like, oh yeah, just take a take a seat in the waiting area. And you're like, oh yeah, cool. You look there, there's four people looking at you. You get the phone straight back out. You fucking, you're not even looking at what seat you're going to sit down. You're straight back on your phone. As soon as you sit down, you don't even look up. You're still looking at your phone. Dude, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you haven't done this at least once, right? And some people actually believe like, They've lied to themselves so many times that there's so much important shit going on that now they believe that there's more important things going on on their phone than in real life. Now, if I had been on my phone, I know I was at work this morning, but if I had been on my phone in any facet, right, I wouldn't have had that conversation with that guy who owns that business. Now, while we were standing around, those blokes were drinking their coffees. If I had been on my phone instead, I wouldn't have got that job printing that dude's hoodies and tees, right? So opportunity looks a lot like hard work. And in this instance, hard work is keeping your eyes up. Hard work is having the conversation that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Hard work is saying hello. Hard work is smiling with your eyes and your teeth when you see someone for no reason other than you're having an interaction. 
right? That's super important. I'm relearning this as a 28-year-old that looking up at someone and just smiling, that's an interaction and it's for free. It doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't mean you want to fuck them. It just means, hey, I'm a human. You're a human. We are seeing each other. Here's a smile. Move on. How fun is that? Oh, but I don't know how to smile under pressure. Well, there's something to work on. You've got the rest of the week to do it. Work on it. You know? I just fucking, dude, dude. I'm like almost fucking, it almost gets me like jacked up thinking about it because the problem is when you realize things like this, you see it over and over and over again. Like the thing is like, I, I feel like I'm living in a totally fucking alien world. You know, I'm 28. Phones didn't become a thing until I was like, whatever it was. I think like by year nine, we had phones, but that, you know, that was, Dude, my first phone was like black and white and a brick and had snake on it. You know, like I'm, I'm that generation. I grew up like I grew up with more of my childhood being in the dirt than being behind a screen, you know, and I feel like, man, it fucking shows, you know, I can see the difference in these kids that grew up with mobile phones. And I fucking hate to think of the babies that are born now with an iPad in front of their fucking face from the moment they're born until the day they get a job. You know what I mean? Heaven forbid that job not be on a screen because if it isn't, they're fucked. They're fucked. They don't know how to have conversations. They don't know how to maintain eye contact. They don't know how to smile for a brief second in an interaction just to say like, hey, everything's all good. We're both human. We're both living. You know what I mean? Instead, we have this world full of people who avoid humanity by going into the reality of their screens, right? And the crazy part is like humanity responds by creating efficiency and comfort. So instead of creating a situation where, you know, like Apple did the thing where they're like, oh, do you want to know about screen time? And if you've been spending too long on your phone and all that, and like people who are really disciplined and give a fuck about that actually pay attention to that for longer than like two weeks and they they adapt and change their lifestyle so that they're not a subject to their phone. They are, the phone serves them. They don't serve the phone. But the reality is Apple give you 10 times the amount of shit that are going to keep you on apps and on the phone than they do that keeping you off it because why the fuck would they do that? Why would they do that? That's like me selling you a black ink t-shirt and then me selling you a pair of scissors to cut it up. It doesn't make any sense. At the end of the day, they're making a product that is for sale that they want you to buy and use. And when it wears out, they want you to use the next one and the next one and the next one because they're a business and that's how business works, you know? So... What we do is when this happens, you know, like, oh, so people are more and more in their phones and in their phones and in their phones. Cool. Well, why don't we give them an app so they can connect through apps and they can have their conversation that way? Or maybe people struggle with like human interaction so we can create like people. This is the thing. Like how many websites do you go on now where they give you the option to do like a messenger chat rather than calling them to figure it out? Because they know more people are adapt to the idea of messenger chat backwards and forwards to sort their problem than actually calling someone. You know why? Because everyone's scared to have a fucking phone call these days. You're not even looking at the person, you're just talking on the phone. There is literally not an easier human interaction skill to get good at. Maybe for, I guess messaging is easier. You know, that's the only thing that's easier. And businesses offer that. Instead of offering 24 seven phone support so you can call at 10 o'clock at night when you finish your job, fuck no. They just offer a 24 seven chat so that anyone around the world can be on their end of the chat. And then you can be there sending them your fucking, oh yeah, hey, um, so my last bill, I, you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? I fucking can't even hear your response. I don't know why I say shit like that. 
Dude, you know, oh, I'll tell you what, I was thinking about this. I remember thinking like, and I'm not claiming any sort of ownership or whatever, because obviously, you know, not retarded, but I thought like pod, I thought the concept of podcast was a cool idea way before podcasts were a thing. Honestly, I remember thinking to myself, like, listening to music is hell cool. Actually, how's this? I remember having the, the, the conversation with myself because I think I had a Discman. That was like my first bit of, like, like that was like my first bit of, like, serious technology, I guess. Like, having the Discman, which went to the headphones, but I never really did anything with it because I kind of realized, like, a Discman is only as good as your ability to keep it, like, reasonably, like, fucking, what do you call it? You can't run with it because it just fucking makes the disc skip. So you're like, oh, so essentially it's just a really small CD player that goes to headphones that you still can't rock or bust about or anything. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Now I can like do things and have a song going. All right. And then the iPod came out and it's like, yeah, you can fucking, you can fit, you know, all these albums, you can fit all these songs and rah, rah, rah. And it's like, cool, man. I can't think of a CD that I want to carry around with me all the time, let alone all these songs. But I guess there's people out there that like songs. And then I got like, uh, I think it was the Nano or the fucking... Dude, does any does anybody remember the Square? Um, I think it, like, it was just an iPod. It was like a Square iPod. You had the long skinny ones with no screen. I had one of them. But then there was like the iPod that was just like Square. I thought this is like the ultimate device. It's super slim. It's just for music. You can. It's got a screen. It had the wheel you can select shit. I thought that was all time. All time, dude. Also had like fucking 20 albums on it and thought I had a, a music library, dude. I got 20 fucking artists in just A in my library on, on iTunes. It's stupid now. But more to the point, I remember thinking to myself, I would love to listen to an hour-long conversation more than I would love to listen to an hour of music. Because, I mean, probably being a little bit too logical here, but it seems like music is just uh, two and a half minute chunks of sound that sometimes they like they make sense back to back to back when you're listening to an album. But most of the time you're like, oh, I just love this song because it makes me feel this particular way. And I've only got about 100, 150 plays of that feeling. And then that feeling goes away. Then it's just a sound that goes for two and a half minutes. I feel like music, music is almost annoying because I think about this all the time. Like when I go to a club and, and they play some shit that I've heard a million times at a club, I'm just like, isn't everyone sick of this? But then you see people like the song comes on, they're like, oh my God, oh my fucking God, this song. And it's like, bitch, you heard that song two weeks ago at the same spot and you're getting excited about it again? What the fuck are you doing? Like, I understand. Like, dude, I'm not better than that chick in that moment. But after the fact, I feel like that's such a dumb thing to get excited about. It's like, you're excited about the Black Eyed Peas again? How many times can we be excited by the Black Eyed Peas? Tell me, on Wednesday afternoon, when you're driving home, listening to fucking bullshit 95.7, you know, people fake laughing and having conversations about fucking nothing and somehow getting paid for it, and the Black Eyed Peas comes on again, do you go like, oh, yeah, I love this song, turn it up, music, the fucking window down, is that you? Like, is that actually your life? Are you actually a fan of Black Eyed Peas? Or are you just living kind of surface level shit and then when like interesting sounds come on, you get all fucking excited about it, you know? I, I'd like, honestly, that's a question for the majority of people that like fucking music that's played over and over. Just music in general, you know what I mean? Just music in general. 
I get it if you're like an avid fan and like you're always on the search for new music and you have those classic albums that you go to. Like, dude, I've got Frank Ocean albums that I listen to once every three months. Makes me feel like I'm fucking talking, like directly speaking to God because they're so good. But I know that if I keep listening to them, that that feeling wears off. So I have to space them out. You know what I mean? You kind of wait until you're at a cool kick-ons or you're having an experience with someone and you want to have that fucking... You want to have that feeling, so you put that album on and you feel it, and you're fucking cool, you know what I mean? But otherwise, like, I remember way, 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 way before podcasts were a thing. I want to say, like, year nine. So, you know, that was, like, fucking 39 years ago, whenever it was. Like, listening to a conversation of not even two interesting people, just one interesting person would be fucking all time. Not even necessarily a celebrity, you know? And then, what do you know? I fucking start listening to Joe Rogan probably a few years after that and start having a complete fucking change in character because I'm realizing that the interesting part for me about listening to podcasts and especially Joe Rogan, and I haven't really thought about this in depth, but it's definitely something like now I'm saying it, it's coming to my mind, that Joe Rogan made me view adults differently. He made me realize, because obviously you get such an intimate relationship with the people that he's interviewing and also him. So he, like when I first started listening to Joe Rogan, I think he was in his late 40s and listening to a man in his late 40s have the conversations that he was having with with men and women that were younger and older than him and how he, he would talk about himself in the third person when he would saying like, oh, what do I know? I'm a fucking cage fighting commentator who's bloody 49 years old or whatever it was. And you kind of go like, shit, that's interesting. You know, because my dad's about the same age or so he might be 10 years older and I don't remember him ever, ever having a conversation like this. Actually, I don't remember any men around me having conversations like this. I don't remember any men around me being this vulnerable or being this transparent with their emotions or being that transparent with how they're, how they're, the, the energy they have for something or how they're feeling about things. And it gave me permission to be that sort of person. It gave me the permission to consider myself as that sort of person and in some sense, in some areas and elements, grow into that person. And I, I think like, obviously I've gone a bit off the track here that I was the originator fucking, I was the person who thought a podcast, you know, wink, wink. But I, I feel what Joe Rogan did for me personally was allowed me to have this idea that I was something more than the idea of what I was. You know, it allowed me to be this person who wasn't scared to be vulnerable or who wasn't scared to be, to have an idea that nobody else had or made me like proud of the fact that I am me, you know, and the things that I kind of shied away from when I was around other people, instead of shying away from them, leaning into it and being like, that's actually how I feel. And that's who I am. That's my character, you know? And the reason that I shied away from it before is because there was no idea that people were allowed to be like that. And this goes back to my point now where it goes back to an earlier point in the podcast. Right now, we live in a time that information is shared instantly and infinitely, right? It has its negative connotations like I was talking about before. But where it has its positive effects on the world is a situation like that. A man who I will never meet, who lives in a part of the world I will probably never go to for whatever reason, inspired me to be the best possible human that I could be. Now, not saying that I could have met some I couldn't have met someone like that in my environment and in my surroundings, but it's extremely fucking low chance. 
A man like Joe Rogan, extremely fucking low that I'm going to meet someone like that. Let's go back 100 years, the likelihood of me meeting someone like Joe Rogan. And I know 100 years ago, that Joe Rogan may not have been having, you know, 1600 conversations with, with probably around 1400 super interesting people. But more to the point, there was an amazing man who lived 100 years ago that would have inspired me the same way Joe Rogan has inspired me now. The likelihood of us ever having an interaction, even though it's one way, is so much lower than what it is now. Because even if it isn't Joe Rogan doing this, I can get on YouTube and watch Gary Vee. I can get on another podcast and listen to fucking Aubrey Marcus. I can fill in the blank, you know? So obviously that's a really positive effect we can take away from this information share. But at the same time, the fucking gross ability to do order see anything you want off the internet anything you want off the internet and have it instantly may have a few fucking negative side effects and dude i've fucking spoken for over 40 minutes without coming into this with like a serious topic i'm on fire today dude i like obviously i'm at the point now where podcasts are kind of they're coming to to like a almost a natural feeling where um i can just like kind of spit you know what i mean but at the same time i like to have a general kind of topic head idea of what I'm talking about. The fuck's that thumping? I like to have some sort of idea of what I'm talking about. And I realized like after this morning, after working, which today was my first honest day's worth of work in like 18 months. My first day of working for someone was today. And yeah, it was, it's been like 18 months at least. But the thing that I found was like, I had all these things to talk about. All these things I was like, oh, I could talk about that. I could talk about that. I could talk about that. It had less to do with like having something to talk about and more about being in the fucking energy frame, the mindset, what it takes just to like sit down and just fucking anything I talk about. I'm I'm able to like go deeper in my mind about what I'm talking about and say the thing that I'm talking about. So I guess I'm just just saying there, I'm kind of feeling a bit better about my podcast. I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling like I have something to say, which is really important, I guess, because like, man, I fully appreciate that anyone who is listening to this right now, 45 minutes in, still listening to me speaking and who has perhaps listened to a few of my other podcasts or all of them, like I have to be 100% appreciative because I'm just a kid who was born in Horsham 28 years ago with fuck all that's happened in my life. You know, obviously the the human things that you happen, uh, they're cool, but it's not like I've saved anyone's life or I've made something hugely influential or I'm famous or even I'm necessarily that popular. So when I come on here and I have this interaction with you, I have to bring value. I have to talk about things that are that like maybe you think about or maybe you don't think about. I can't just be talking about fucking how many apples it takes to make a glass of fucking apple juice. You know what I mean? So feeling like I have that value to give you is such a is such a like it's almost overwhelming. It's like it's like when you can't stop smiling for a reason. It's like one of those things, but it's in my brain. My brain is smiling. Do you understand? Man, if somebody said to you right now that I did heaps of cocaine before this, you'd almost believe it because I think I've said about four and a half thousand fucking words, this probably triple that, you know what I mean? This whole podcast. Anyway, I'm going to fucking clear out. There's probably points that I haven't even brought to a nice close, but I've done my time. I've been in the chair. I'm going to fucking keep moving. I want you to do some things for me. These are going to come off the top, okay? I need you to, to take advantage of the week that you've got in front of you. It might just seem like another fucking week and you might even come in, come into it with a plan, but honestly, just take 10 minutes to think what more can you squeeze out of this week and go do it. This week, you need to be good to your mother. And if you don't have a mother to be good to, just be fucking good to a woman. Because the fact is, those motherfuckers are the reason that all of us are here.
All of us, all of us need women at the very first day. We all need women. So go out and be good to one of the women out there. Be good to your mum, be good to your missus, be good to your sister. If your dog is a female, give her a pat. You understand what I'm saying? Just be fucking good to them because that's what it's all about, right? Third thing, if you've watched all of these or if this is the first one you've watched, thank you. If you're one of my customers and you buy shirts, you buy hoodies or you do all the rest, you're putting fuel on my car, food on my plate and paying for my rent. You're keeping my dream fucking moving forward. And for that, I thank you. And because of that, I'm going to continue marching forwards and keep making cool shit for you to buy. And I'm going to keep producing these podcasts. I'm going to keep fucking kicking goals because I'm doing it for you. Do you understand? I'm doing it for me, but I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it so fucking... I have something to offer. You know what I mean? I'm doing it for for, for that. I'm just excited. I'm sorry. I'm going to fucking sign out. Squeeze something out of this week. Be good to your mum. And thank you. And you!